Thanks for tuning in to the Corporate Shadow Podcast, where we discuss how to maneuver through the ins and outs of workplace politics, human resources, and leadership. Because no matter what you do at work, you are always casting a corporate shadow. I'm Dr. Giffen, and on today's show, I discuss employee loyalty. Are you loyal to your organization? Are you ready to quit once the job market becomes employee-friendly again? How do you build employee loyalty and how do you improve employee retention through loyalty? How exciting this is. This is my 30th episode since I've started this podcast back in the summer of 2019. Hard to believe. Uh, We originally started as a podcast show called The HR and Hospitality, and then we transitioned over to the MOD Report, or some call it the MOD Report, which actually stands for Manager on Duty. But guess what? We are transitioning once again, thanks to subscribers like you and our listeners all across the world. At the time of this recording on December 30th, 2020, I got my statistics in from Spotify and all the other platforms that we uh, post the show on. And it's very exciting to see that a lot of our listeners are throughout Europe and even Brazil. Once again, just like in 2019, several listeners in Brazil. So we love you. Thank you. Please keep subscribing. Just because we have a new name, we still bring you that wonderful content that you expect. So keep on listening, subscribe, leave comments. We're available on all podcast platforms. Tell your friends, tell your frenemies. So let's go ahead and let's get into today's topic on how to build and improve employee loyalty. A large majority of today's employees, regardless of where you're listening into, this isn't just a United States issue in terms of COVID-19 and the things we are experiencing in the workplace, but a large majority of employees today are actually looking for better job opportunities. In a not-so-scientific survey of uh, my friends or um, uh, students and whatnot, Uh, Several folks have actually said, yeah, when this thing blows over, the thing referring to COVID-19, they plan on quitting their current employers because of the way they are currently being treated. A lot of them being treated by um, essentially having their salaries slashed upwards up to 40%, or they're simply being laid off or furloughed, um, or the threat of it happening of being uh, furloughed or laid off. And so, yeah, in the back of their minds, they're thinking, man, this, this sucks. I'm, I'm going to quit. You know, on, on our last episode, uh, I talked with Scott Waldron about employee loyalty and how brands could better align themselves to help improve such loyalty. If you haven't listened to that episode, I, I encourage you to go back just one show before this and, and listen to that, um, especially if you are a person in authority, such as a human resource executive or an owner or um, someone who has that empowerment to essentially um, make that change by aligning your brand to ensure that employee loyalty, please do it. You know, go back and listen to that. And so today, today's message is not only for owners and managers, but it's for 
anybody, any anyone who is working in the corporate mindset, um, this message is for you. Recent studies show that more than half of the workers in a typical company are looking for better job opportunities. And albeit in a COVID-19 environment, although they may not jump ship now because the job market is so tight and more so employer friendly, in the back of their mind, they're contemplating, man, I can't wait to get out of here. Geez, when this COVID-19 thing is, you know, under control and, and the job market starts shifting back towards the employee and towards the employee, I'm going to quit. I am going to go work for the better guy across the street. I'm going to go work for the competition because of how they treated their employees and how they built such loyalty with their, uh, with their staff. So on average, companies tend to lose a third of their employee base annually. And based on these statistics, employee loyalty really seems to be non-existent these days. You know, and the good news is, is it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. And yet some employers tend to think that, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lay off, I'm going to furlough, and then I'm going to rehire those employees back when things turn around. Well, guess what? Those employees, you know, regardless of how great they were or how great they were treated, are probably not loyal to you. You know, in the last episode, again, I'll say this again, when uh, I met with Scott in that last episode, we talked about, you know, what, what makes a great leader and what makes not only just a great leader, but what makes an employee loyal to that leader. And it's very simple. You know, the analogy I like to use if, you know, if you've seen the movie Braveheart, that's a great example of, you know, when we're out on the battle line and you have your general in the front line or in any battle for that situation, are your soldiers actually going to be inspired and motivated enough and show loyalty to you to follow you into battle? And if any of those soldiers decide to retreat when that leader looks behind them and there's nobody there, guess what? They're not loyal to you. So let me back up a second. What does that mean? What does employee loyalty mean? Employee loyalty can be described as a worker who remains dedicated to their current employer and they have no desire. And this is the key here, folks. There's no desire to look for a different job that offers better pay or benefits. If a headhunter were to email or call an employee today and dangle a carrot in front of them and say, hey, we have an opportunity we think you're really, you know, a fit for, would you consider it? If that employee even hesitates, hesitates for just one moment, they are not loyal to you. And that, my friends, is what we should really be trying to think about is in terms of why are they not loyal to you? Why are they even hesitating versus reacting and saying, no, no, thanks. Uh, thanks for that opportunity. Thanks for the call. But I am so happy here. I am so loyal to my employer. They treat me right. This is a truly great place to work. Not because some, some list says so, but because this is a great place to work. Employers must do whatever they can to increase employee loyalty throughout their organizations, ensuring that their workers remain with them for as long as possible. Not only does this make business sense from a profitability and bottom line standpoint, but it's the right thing to do. 
you know, doing so is going to guarantee that the company will not lose that money, the profits, or waste time hiring, um, uh, going through the hiring process, hiring recruiters, you know, and and dealing with all that because of losing several employees due to this lack of loyalty. Don't even get me started on the turnover costs of what it takes to hire someone. Uh, it is much more cost effective to maintain employees for the longevity of their careers than it is to constantly turn over and hire new folks. So to increase employee loyalty, a company needs to improve its positivity and decrease or eliminate all the negativity that would drive someone away. You know, learning more about what causes positive and negative emotions for employees is the best way for company owners to find out how to improve their employee loyalty. And so how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you learn about what causes positive and negative emotions for your people? Well, the most simple and free and cost-effective way to do this is manage by walking around. MBWA, I say this a lot in my shows, but we manage by walking around. Get out of your CEO office Get out of your C-suite, get out of the meeting room. And, you know, if you're not in an office building right now because you are working from home or working remotely due to um, the restrictions of the pandemic in which it has caused, get creative. It's not very difficult to pick up your cell phone, send a text message, give a brief call to your employees for, you know, a couple minutes a week, you know, as the leader of the organization and ask them, hey, how you doing? How you holding up? Do you need anything? Do you have, do, do, you know, can I send you anything? Can I give you something? Tell me what's going on. That's managing by walking around, folks. You're going to get a lot of information that way. Uh, you can do it in a more traditional, not so personal way, which um, is probably good on an annual basis. And that is an employee satisfaction survey. Get an employee satisfaction survey that is reliable and it's a valid instrument, a valid tool, um, meaning that you'll want to have someone who's experienced in survey uh, development and collection to do that um, so that they can build that survey to make sure that it is measuring truly what you are wanting to measure. But by doing that, you're going to hopefully get some confidential feedback from employees who are going to be willing to share about what's going on. So that's what... In its essence, that is what employee loyalty means. So let's talk about some other ways to boost employee retention within organizations. Based on information that um, I attained from the Center for American Progress, it costs about 20% on average of a worker's salary to hire a new employee to replace them. 20%. 20%. So if you're essentially uh, paying someone $100,000 a year, it is costing you right out of the gate, it's costing $20,000 the moment you lose them. $20,000. What can you do with $20,000? Well, if your turnover rate continues to go up and up and you've, you know, you've laid off or you have terminated or have turned over four employees at $100,000 each, that, my friends, is a lot of money. $80,000 that could have went to another employee who, um, that you could have hired onto your payroll. 
So 20%. That's a high price to pay to replace a worker. So taking the time to invest not only in your hiring and selection process to ensure that the employee is a right fit or the job candidate is a right fit, but ensuring that you are taking the time to invest in employee loyalty. You can benefit from that in more ways than one. So some ways we can do that is we simply offer fair and competitive compensation. Do not take advantage of your people. It, it, it frustrates the heck out of me when we use the excuse of COVID-19, the September 11th terrorist attacks, the list goes on, right? We use these tragedies. We use the Great Recession when the housing market collapsed. We use these as excuses to lay people off, to put that work of those people that were laid off. Employers take that work and they pile it on to the current individuals that maintain their jobs, but then... On top of that, they slash those employees' salaries. Now, can we use some common sense here for a moment? I get it. We have a business to run. We need to remain profitable, et cetera, et cetera. I get it, but I have seen it enough in the HR high executive level and looking at the payroll numbers, it doesn't make any sense. It's simple math, folks. If we are laying off all of these employees and we cut our labor costs by $500,000, and you cut labor costs by $500,000, but you're still seeing some profits coming into your organization, and yet you take your current employees and you slash their salaries and then pile on additional work because all those laid off employees, their work just doesn't go away. What do you do with it? You see, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not right. And it's surely unethical. However, however, If you choose to do that because that is your right, that's fine. But I am promising you right now, those employees are on LinkedIn right now, today, in their home office or even in your organization. And they are looking and they are networking and they are looking for other jobs because of how they are being treated because they are not being fairly and competitively competitively compensated. That is why. By offering a competitive compensation that is fair across the board, you will have a better chance of maintaining your employee's loyalty. Remember, if they quit, 20% of their salary goes to hiring someone else. Another way um, that works pretty well is uh, through a referral program of some sort that you can initiate. One of the best ways to guarantee a strong connection between your employees is to create this referral bonus program. Having our employees refer their friends for a job or a position can help ensure that you will see a much lower turnover rate. And that's because employees want to work with others whom they already know and trust. And in fact, when you look at productivity and the data that comes out of productivity, Employees that feel like they have a friend at work are more likely to be productive and have lower absenteeism rates. So that's a win-win. Here's a third way. Allow employees to have more control. Let your employees be more empowered. Stop micromanaging. It does not work. It doesn't work. I don't care what research you've read or whatever you want to argue with me about, it doesn't 
work. Many years ago, the key to good company management was to delegate tasks to others. Today, it is recommended that companies have workers who are more engaged, meaning that they have the power to make decisions instead of taking orders from others. You got to give workers more control over how they perform their daily tasks, folks. This will improve loyalty because they are actually able to shine by using their creativity, their college degrees that they've earned, and to use their brains, making them feel like they have self-worth and that they are making a difference towards your company mission. Do not micromanage. Do not micromanage. I don't know if I can even say that enough. I should just do a 30-minute podcast and just say that over and over again. <laughs> but don't micromanage. I don't know why we do it. Listen, if you're going to micromanage, why did why the hell did you hire that person in the first place? If you're going to do it yourself, if you're telling them how to do their job, why are you, why? Like, why did you even bother hiring them and paying them $80,000 a year if the Mr. and Mrs. Micromanager wants to do it anyway. It, it makes no friggin' sense. It makes no sense. So don't micromanage. Let those employees have control. I promise you they won't let you down. You can still provide oversight through strong leadership and accountability and goal setting. Absolutely, you should do those things. Because we all, as employees, we all want to be held accountable. We all want goals that we can meet and achieve. But what we don't want is someone pointing their finger at us, telling us what to do and how to do it and when to do it, and that I need to do it between the hours of 9 to 5 p.m., and that's the only time I can do it, and I have to do it inside my cubicle. That's ridiculous. The iPhone and much of the great software you're using today was not invented in a cubicle between the hours of 9 to 5. The iPhone was invented in someone's household, most likely between the hours of 1 a.m. and 5 a.m., sitting on a beanbag chair, having some beers and pizza, and probably smoking some weed, is my guess, right? Computer technicians, innovators, software programmers, they don't work between these hours of nine to five. So get away from that old school mentality and your old school way of thinking. It doesn't work. Okay, so I've provided you some ideas on how we can increase employee loyalty, how we can maintain our employees. You know, it, it's filled with uncertainty. I get it. The workplace is filled with uncertainties and the economy is rapidly changing. High-tech innovations are really eliminating the need for some human workers, right, through automated processes, through automated customer relation management systems or, or CMSs, CMRs, etc. I get it. So many people are left wondering if they should even stay with their current employer or if they should leave before their job disappears. And a lot of people today are going out and they're getting these certifications in areas that they never thought they would, whether it's through IT, computer software programming, coding, etc., knowing that there's careers out there that may not be there very much longer. There's several professions I can think of right now, whether it's in the construction industry, education, medical, to where a lot of positions you think we need today are not going to be there. They're 
they're not going to be there. All right. Automated processes are going to take those over, whether it's an automation of how we clean hotel rooms and having a robot essentially clean the room or whether it's how we put up drywall and how we paint it when we have a construction project where I don't need a human to do it. I will have a robot do it and through AI. So while it's impossible to diminish all the uncertainties, keeping our employees informed of such changes, we got to think about what's happening in the future. And when there's changes on the horizon, communicating those and equipping our people and giving them hope is in terms of how they can still be part of the team and how we pivot and how we shift and adapt to the new revolution and how we work. That's what we need to do. No longer are we in the industrial revolution. We are truly, as Peter Drucker predicted, we are truly in the core of the knowledge workforce. And when your employees are no longer loyal and they walk out the door, that knowledge has walked out with them. That's a high price to pay. That's a high price to pay. Thanks for tuning in for more topics, workbooks, and other great workplace leadership. Visit enospire.com. Until then, remember, you are in charge of your career and always make it a great day.